right, good morning. I'm going to uh, tell you a little bit. You guys have an announcement sheet, or wait, excuse me, an engagement sheet. Um, you can ignore completely what is on the back there today. That, that has nothing to do with me. Um, might be next week, we shall see. Um, there's also an announcement sheet. If you guys didn't get that, that's on the back table. It's online underneath one of those links if you have the capabilities online as well. Um, I am going to be fairly interactive today, so I'm going to need some help. Um, Stephanie, Kristen, you're closest to the pens back there. If you can help me out with passing a few of those guys out. Um, I didn't realize that that's all I had for the duct tape, but it's okay. That is a big line we're going to make on the middle. Um, I'm going to ask for two volunteers, and before you come up here, I'm going to let you know what you're doing. Um, you'll be passing back and forth you know, from one another. It's just two volunteers in total, so raise your hand, please, if you want to come up and join me. If you don't want to come up, I'll just pick two random people, because I need two people. Mike D., thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else not named Ben Harrison? I'm okay with just this. All right, it's Ben Harrison's going to come up. <clears throat> We're going to play a little game called uh, This or That. Be uh, Drew is back on the, the booth, so if you're online, feel free to type in the chat and help us out with some of these things today. The first one uh, is right away, you can, you can help me out. So this or that is like cat or dog, and you're just going to stand on which side you prefer. So if you're a cat guy, you'd be standing over here. Guy, dog, you're okay. So um, I just need you guys to, to help me out. Raise your hand, shout out something that we can do this or that for. We got any of this or that? Coffee or, coffee or tea, thank you, my wife. Coffee or tea? You're a tea guy, you're a coffee guy. I didn't do anything there. <laughs> All right, anything else? Rock or country? Rock or country? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Yes, sir? Center and saint. What is it? Center and saint. Center. Oh, sinner or saint? Sinner, <laughs> 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 sinner. Or saint. <laughs> you got one line, one foot on the line. <laughs> All right, cats or dogs? We got anything online? Nothing online? Let's do one more. <laughs> Let's do cart. Compton's over here. Let's do cardinals over here. Let's do cubs over there. You can sit down. <laughs> so. That was weird. All right, so I need a little bit more help here. Um, name out some of the pet peeves that you have. They may have pet peeves. Dirty windows. Dirty, ooh, dirty windows, that's a good one. Doors being left open. Too many what? Phone calls, too many phone calls. That's a good pet peeve. Phone during dinner. Tailgating. Anything online yet? We're not getting any response over there. Breadcrumbs on the counter. Breadcrumbs on the counter. Is that Allie or is that Ryan? I'm going to give you, uh, here's, here's three of my biggest pet peeves. Not in any order. Loud chewers. I'm looking at Micah right now. I fear the time when I'm going to be in an assistant living and hear all that. But I probably won't have the hearing anyways, so it'll be okay. Um, 
When you're on the phone in the presence of others, that really gets me. Yep. Um, and then having an opinion and needing to share it. Yeah, that one's rough for me. That one's real rough for me. <clears throat> uh, just like in our game, a lot of people kind of like to make a hard line decision. And, and not only do they want to make the decision, they, they want to share it with you and they want you to know it and they want you to have that same opinion. They want you to be a Cubs fan. They want you to be a cat guy. Whenever uh, COVID hit, Bill, this was back in May, Bill sent out an email to everybody asking, uh, what has been, let me get this right here, what has been the most difficult part of this whole experience? And my answer was listening to everyone's opinions. And it, it really was. I was, I was torn up by that, that time. We're talking like three months into this thing, and there, we had that like weird requirement where if you talk to somebody, you have to talk about COVID for at least five minutes. And that went on and on and on, and we're, we're three months into this, and everybody wanted to give their opinions on, on COVID, on how Trump's handling it, on, on how you're handling it, on mask wearing, on what you're doing and how you're spending your time and all that stuff. Um, all the time, we're kind of just out there not impressing anybody. And in my opinion, we're sitting here screwing everything up. As a whole, no one is being kind to one another. I'm mad at you because you're not wearing a mask. I'm mad at you because you are wearing a mask. That mask isn't over your nose? Wait a second, you're telling me you left your house? You hugged your mom? You went down this aisle? It says, do not go this way. You're drinking a Corona? Or how about this? I believe that the elderly, that those with pre-existing conditions, that the medical staff, they're the ones that we should protect first. But I think I need that N95 mask first. Oh, I'm sorry, I did release. Yes, blast students, you can go, thank you. Sorry. Uh, do these sanitizer bottles, uh, do they come in triple XL? No? Okay, I'll just, I'll just take seven of these double XLs. Do you have any more Clorox wipes or plastic gloves in the back that I can have? And sorry, but I know everybody poops, but apparently my family has some type of medical condition there too, so I need all of the toilet paper today. <laughs> all at the same time, that person's going home, and on the way home, they see their elderly neighbor out, out by the mailbox talking to their other neighbor, and maybe there's some judgment there. Oh my gosh, she's talking to her neighbor? <sighs> no, no, no. Don't be judgmental. Thank you, God, for keeping me humble. And on a path of righteousness when there's so many other these heathens out there. Now, let me go to making some money off people. Stock markets, anybody? All those things that I just bought Walmart and Amazon out of, I guess I should probably be sharing it with all of you guys. Let me sell it to you for five times the retail price. And, of course, I'm already a rich white male, so you know I'm going to be profiting during this time. Politics. If I were in charge, there's no way this many people would have died. If you were in charge, there would have been so many more people that would have died. Rah, rah, go team. The United States of America. If you would just stay home from work, from life, from church, if you wouldn't go walk outside, we wouldn't be in this thing anymore. Everybody was giving me a headache. Seriously, it was, it was a disaster. This was only May we're talking about. I felt like we were back in middle school and we had that science project that was due and it was a group project 
and you got the three people from the class that you didn't want on your team on your team. And now not only do you have to get the project done by Monday morning, but now I have to deal with these three crazy cats and kind of corral them in to focus on something. We couldn't do it three months in. It was hard to, uh, to picture God being up there smiling down on all of his wonderful children. People are actually hurting and dying out here. Not to mention from uh, so many other things other than COVID, but we can't focus on anything but our opinions. We can't even be respectful to, not, to one another through words, let alone our actions. Well, Chris, how can you stand up here and say all these things? How can you judge us? I'm not judging you, I'm, I'm judging us as a whole. Listen closely, I haven't shared a single view of mine so far. I'm speaking about both sides of this line today. I recently heard the realization from someone that COVID is a sickness that is trying to kill you. He said it's like a python slowly trying to wrestle the life out of you. As is any sickness, I guess. Just this one's a little bit more successful than others in some cases. Me personally, I can't be sick for a day. I don't know if you guys are like that. When I get sick and I'm in bed and Jessica has to take care of me, <clears throat> I just kind of like think of, okay, if, even if it's just like a simple cold, I think about, when am I going to get over this? Like, I can't believe people deal with this for extended periods of time. They're in a hospital for a month out of a time. I get so, like, thought up of, I can't wait to get out of this. Maybe it's tomorrow. And when I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work out again. I'm going to have a healthy, capable body, and I'm going to use it. I'm not going to let this go to waste because this is a disaster right now. I hate laying in bed. But when someone would contract COVID, you'd hear people shunned other people. First thing they'd say is, when did he get it? Or was she, was she around me when she had it? Instead of, well, I wonder how they're feeling. Hmm. Oh no, I've been talking about COVID this whole time. I've been talking about, I hate talking about COVID. I hate the thought of a sermon about COVID. Oh man. My message today was supposed to be about focusing on God this year and not all these other junk. Boy, <clears throat> how foolish of me to focus the time that I was given here to spread the gospel talking about something else. I figure if we were another denomination, I'd probably hear like an amen or a hallelujah or mm-hmm on that one. I'll say it again though. Man, given some time to talk about my king and I'm going to waste it with talking about worldly things? The stock market rose almost 90% of its value between 19, or almost lost, 90% of its value between 1929 and 1933. Around 11,000 banks failed, leaving most with nothing. In four years, in those four years, unemployment rose from 3% to 25%. Around 300,000 companies went out of business. The average family income dropped 40%. Hundreds of thousands of families were evicted from homes because they couldn't pay their mortgages. The Great Depression lasted from 1929 to the late 1930s. Babe Ruth is known as the greatest baseball player of all time. If you didn't know that, you're killing me, Smalls. <clears throat> the great Bambino played from 1914 to 1935. I was reading one of Micah's books with him a while back. I think this was uh, probably more than a year ago, but in the story, 
uh, this kid becomes a time traveler through his baseball card, and he goes back to, uh, to New York City, and it's during the Great Depression. All these kids, people are on the streets, and they're, they're sad, they're depressed, they're hurting, they're starving, they're on the streets, and they're fighting with one another. And then all of a sudden, it was like somebody turned on one of the switches to the gymnasium, And like, you could hear the crowds kind of spruce up a little bit. And it was because the babe was in the street. And all of a sudden, people were happy. And they just switched from being sad to being happy just like that because they saw someone. And there was so much joy just to hear him talk about the Yankees beating the Cubbies that day or whatever it was. And, and, and he was signing autographs for the kids in the street. <clears throat> Does that ring like a parable to anybody here? All right, I'm going to go back to uh, needing your help today. Do you have any important scriptures off the top of your head that you can throw out? I'm going to have a few here. First, I'd like to start with 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I feel like that's a pretty important one. One that if you do believe that all Scripture is God-breathed, um, you're going to go pretty far. The next one is John three sixteen through 21. And these next few, if you're following along, you're, you're probably going to want to be in John and Acts. I'm going to have like eight verses here, so if you want to jump in with me, but I'm going to go quick. John three sixteen through 21, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is, <clears throat> is not contemned, condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light that fear, for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. John 14, 6. If you guys have those pens and pencils, uh, if you want to write these down just to, to check back on them afterwards too, but again, I'm going to read through them quick. John 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We know we're not getting to God unless we have Jesus. Acts 4.12 Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. John 14.2 My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? John 3.3, 3, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So we've got to be born again to go to that heaven where Jesus has prepared all those rooms for us. Acts 16.31, they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. That's scripture that John 
or, uh, you know, God has breathed into John and Luke. That last one was Acts 16.31. You and your household will be saved. Matthew 7.21 through 23. How about this one? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practices lawness. I think the other one reads, you evildoers. That's Jesus talking to you when you're coming up there, coming to heaven. and Hey, I, I, I knew you. I, I said, Lord, Lord, I, I did some things in your name. And yet still he's going to say, I never knew you. All right, let's get those pens and pencils ready here. This is the rhetorical question alert, so it's going to be, again, via rapid fire. It's 2021. Amen. Looking back at 2020, um, I failed so hard on filling in purpose in my life. I'm guessing that maybe some others would say the same. What did I accomplish over that year filled with free time? I tried not to let it slip by, but still, that, that question definitely hurts. How can we be better this year? That answer will, will vary throughout all of us, but what are we doing? What is, what is God doing? Are we paying attention to either of those things? Maybe we learned that we screwed up, that we wasted our time, but we know that there's still more time. It's 2021. You flip the number, now... All that stuff's in the past. We can do more. Maybe we learned what a hug meant. Maybe we uh, now understand what walks with our family means. Took in a few more sunrises or sunsets. Are you learning from your mistakes? Where are you now? And more importantly, where are you heading? That question applies to all of us, not just as individuals, but as a church. Me, for one, I'm ready to introduce my kids to Winter Jam and, and church camp. What are you guys ready for? What are you ready for? Corona to end. I know, right? It's corona to end. There's so much that we can do after that, man. There's so much we can do right now. One of the things that we can do is be better at communicating. Communication is key in every relationship. We need to communicate better as humans communicate better as co-workers, to have a better marriage. Communication helps us in all of our relationships, our relationship with God. How do you communicate with God? That's a raise a hand type question. How do you communicate with God? Get down on your hands and knees. Talk. Those both sound like prayer to me. Anything else? You journal? Sounds like prayer to me. You read the Bible? We just, if we understand that God is, is breathing all this scripture into us, I feel like that's him talking to us. One of the biggest things I would try to teach on when I was a youth pastor was um, realizing that, that we need to make decisions in our lives. When you come into Krabby, you're, you know, you're a teenager and you're maybe not so used to making decisions, but that's like, I feel, uh, maybe a turning point in your life of, okay, mom and dad aren't really deciding everything for me. I need to start 
making some decisions on my own. And that just doesn't apply to teenagers, obviously, it's to all of us. But we learn through Revelation that we're not to be lukewarm on things. So we need to make our own decisions. We need to make a decision on everything. Make a decision on your thoughts on COVID. Make a decision on your goals. Make a decision on your relationships. Make a decision on your relationship with God. And that was something that was square one for me. Of what, do you, what do you think? Have you really sat down and gone through everything? Do you believe there was a guy named Jesus? Probably. Most atheists would probably say, yeah, there was a guy named Jesus back then. So where do you go from there? Do you go to 2 Timothy? Do you believe that all Scripture is God-breathed? If that answer is yes, then you got all your answers. Just read the book, right? I mean, everything's there. Now you know what to believe. I believe that Jesus is my Savior. Or not. I'm deciding to dedicate my life to the Lord. Or not. I mean, it's your decision. I decided that Family Bible Church is my church. Or not. There's plenty of churches. I did decide this is my church. I've decided this is my church family here. I understand what this church is. I know its strengths, its weaknesses. Some of those are the same. We got a pretty small church. I'd love to have more people here. But you can be pretty authentic in a small church. <clears throat> Before my brother was here, I would cry in front of you guys up here. <laughs> now I got to keep it together so I don't get beat up. should be really easy to be authentic with us, to share hard things, to be there for one another, to engage as a whole in our community. This church kind of seems like a place that is comfort for those that need it and maybe grow together and maybe go somewhere else and share. Sit and think about things. Formulate your true opinion and make a decision to live it, not just to talk about it or fight about it. So I hope when you guys take those five minutes, if they come, whether it's on your way home or in the shower tomorrow, or hopefully God puts this uh, little bit of a message here on your heart for five minutes this week, and I hope you're not thinking about the pet peeves or the COVID or uh, Babe Ruth and uh, depression, Great Depression parable. I hope that you're thinking about, well, first of all, the scriptures that were read first and foremost. Um, I'd love to share those with you so you can take those home and meditate a little bit more on those. But I want you to maybe think about your decision on <clears throat> decision on things and, and then living in those decisions. Think about bettering yourself and others through life practice, not through opinion sharing. I pray that if you haven't made a decision to follow Christ, this is the day that you do that. Or at least that you maybe begin that decision process. That you decide that God the Father, God the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, is now yours. That's your life. And you will do all that you can to save you and your household. And no matter where you are in that journey, I pray that you become a better communicator through Bible and prayer and however it is that you speak with your God, with our God. Focus on what's important, God, instead of all the other junk. All right, that's all I've got. So with that, let's, let's pray and uh, we'll finish today. We'll focus on uh, another song here. Do we need to go get our blast teacher and bring her to the back? Can you do a little swap? 
All right, I'm going to pray for us here. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, um, I just pray that, that, that you were here uh, today. Um, I know that you were, but um, I really pray that I would get out of the way and that those things, maybe even that I did say that, that shouldn't have been said, that weren't right, that weren't God-breathed, that those are just forgotten and, and pushed aside. And I pray the same thing back there with the blast students, that, that it was you that was being taught, that it was, was being learned. And Father, uh, start a new year, it, it's kind of like a humble beginning for us. Um, I just pray that we can focus on what is truly important in this life and not all that other junk, because man, that is frustrating. And it's not just frustrating for me, it is frustrating for everybody. Um, so if we can come together as your children and just further that kingdom that you have for us and fulfill that purpose, and that's what we pray today, that we will take that and be a stronghold, a group, a church that can build one another up and take that further into 2021. And we pray for all those things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.